Chapter Five of The Pot Hunters by P. G. Woodhouse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Laura Riley. The Pot Hunters by P. G. Woodhouse. Chapter Five Concerning the Mutual Friend. I wonder where the dear mutual gets to these afternoons said dallas the who asked macarthur macarthur commonly known as the babe was a day-boy dallas and vaughan had invited him to tea in their study plunkett you know why the mutual mutual friend vaughan's and mine shares this study with us i call him dear partly because he's head of the house and therefore of course we respect and admire him and partly put in vaughan beaming at the babe over a frying-pan full of sausages partly because we love him so oh he's a beauty no but riding apart said the babe what sort of chap is he i hardly know him by sight even should describe him roughly said dallas as a hopeless forsaken unspeakable worm understates it considerably remarked vaughan his manners are patronizing and his customs beastly he wears spectacles and reads herodotus in the original greek for pleasure he sneers at footer and jeers at cricket croquet is his form i should say should doubt though if he even plays that but why on earth said the babe do you have him in your study vaughan looked wildly and speechlessly at dallas who looked helplessly back at vaughan don't babe please said dallas you've no idea how a remark of that sort infuriates us you surely don't suppose we'd have the man in the study if we could help it it's another instance of ward at his worst said vaughan have you never heard the story of the mutual friend's arrival no it was like this at the beginning of this term i came back expecting to be head of this show you see richards left at christmas and i was next man in dallas and i had made all sorts of arrangements for having a good time well i got back on the last evening of the holidays when i got into this study there was the man plunkett sitting in the best chair reading probably reading herodotus in the original greek snorted dallas he didn't take the slightest notice of me i stood in the doorway like patience on a monument for about a quarter of an hour then i coughed he took absolutely no notice i coughed again loud enough to crack the windows then i got tired of it and said hello he did look up at that hello he said you've got rather a nasty cough i said yes and waited for him to throw himself on my bosom and explain everything you know did he asked the babe deeply interested not a bit said dallas he sorry vaughan fire ahead he went on reading after a bit i said i hoped he was fairly comfortable he said he was conversation languished again i made another shot looking for anybody i said no he said are you no then why the dickens should i be he said 
i didn't quite follow his argument in fact i don't even now look here i said tell me one thing have you or have you not bought this place if you have all right if you haven't i'm going to sling you out and jolly soon too he looked at me in his superior sort of way and observed without blenching that he was head of the house just another of ward's jars said dallas knowing that vaughan was keen on being head of the house he actually went to the old man and persuaded him that it would be better to bring in some day-boy who was a school prefect than let vaughan boss the show what do you think of that pretty low said the babe said i was thoughtless and headstrong cut in vaughan spearing a sausage as if it were mr ward's body muffins up dallas old man when the sausages are done to a turn thoughtless and headstrong those were his very words can't you imagine the old beast said dallas pathetically can't you see him getting round the old man a capital lad at heart i am sure distinctly a capital lad but thoughtless and headstrong far too thoughtless for a position so important as that of head of my house the abandoned old wreck t put an end for the moment to conversation but when the last sausage had gone the way of all flesh vaughan returned to the sore subject like a moth to a candle it isn't only not being head of the house that i bar it's the man himself you say you haven't studied plunkett much when you get to know him better you'll appreciate his finer qualities more there are so few of them the only fine quality i've ever seen in him said dallas is his habit of slinking off in the afternoons when he ought to be playing games and not coming back till lock-up which brings us back to where we started put in the babe you were wondering what he did with himself yes it can't be anything good so we'll put beetles and butterflies out of the question right away he might go and poach there's heaps of opportunity round here for a chap who wants to try his hand at that i remember when i was a kid morton smith who used to be in this house remember him took me to old what's-his-name's place who's that frantic blood who owns all that land along the badgwick road the m p man my lord sir alfred venner m p of badgwick hall that's the man generally very much of badgwick hall came down last summer on prize day one would have thought from the side on him that he was all sorts of dukes anyhow morton smith took me rabbiting there i didn't know it was against the rules or anything had a grand time a few days afterwards my lord sir venner copped him on the hop and he got sacked there was an awful row i thought my hair would have turned white i shouldn't think the mutual poaches said vaughan he hasn't got the enterprise to poach an egg even no it can't be that perhaps he bikes said the babe no he's not got a bike he's the sort of chap though to borrow somebody else's without asking possibly he does bike if he does said dallas it's only so as to get well away from the call before starting on his career of crime i'll swear he does break rules like an ordinary human being when he thinks it's safe 
those aggressively pious fellows generally do i didn't think he was that sort said the babe don't you find it rather a jar just a bit he jaws us sometimes till we turn and rend him yes he's an awful man said vaughan don't stop said the babe encouragingly after the silence had lasted some time it's a treat picking a fellow to pieces like this i don't know if that's your beastly sarcasm babe said vaughan but speaking for self and partner i don't know how we should get on if we didn't blow off steam occasionally in this stall we should probably last out for a week and then there would be a sharp shriek a hollow groan and all that would be left of the mutual friend would be a slight discoloration on the study carpet coupled with an aroma of fresh gore perhaps that's why he goes off in the afternoons suggested the babe doesn't want to run any risks shouldn't wonder he's such a rotten head of the house too said vaughan word may gas about my being headstrong and thoughtless but i'm dashed if i would make a bally exhibition of myself like the mutual what's he do inquired the babe it's not so much what he does it's what he doesn't do that sickens me said dallas i may be a bit of a crock in some ways for further details apply to ward but i can stop a couple of fags ragging if i try can't plunk it not for nuts he's simply helpless when there's anything going on that he ought to stop why the other day there was a row in the fags room that you could almost have heard at your place babe we were up here working the mutual was jawing as usual on the subject of cramming tips for the Ascalus exam said it wasn't scholarship or some rot what business is it of his how a chap works i should like to know just as he got under way the fags began kicking up more row than ever i said cut in vaughan that instead of minding other people's business he better mind his own for a change and go down and stop the row he looked a bit green at that said dallas said the row didn't interfere with him does with us i said it's all very well for you you aren't doing a stroke of work no amount of row matters to a chap who's only delivering a rotten sermon on scholarship vaughan and i happen to be trying to do some work all right he said if you want the row stopped why don't you go and stop it what's it got to do with me rotter interpolated the babe wasn't he well of course we couldn't stand that we crushed him said vaughan i said in my young days the head of the house used to keep order for himself i asked him what he thought he was here for because he isn't ornamental so he went down after that well said the babe being a miserable day-boy he had had no experience of the inner life of a boarding-house which is the real life of a public school his experience of life at st austin's was limited to doing his work and playing centre three-quarter for the fifteen which it may be remarked in passing he did extremely well dallas took up the narrative well after he'd been gone about five minutes and the row seemed to be getting worse than ever we thought we'd better go down and investigate so we did and when we got to the fags room said vaughan pointing the toasting fork at the babe 
by way of emphasis, there was the mutual standing in the middle of the room, gassing away with an expression on his face across between a village idiot and an unintelligent fried egg. And all around him was a seething mass of fags, half of them playing soccer with a top hat, and the other half cheering wildly whenever the mutual opened his mouth. What did you do? We made an aggressive movement in force, collared the hat, reined every fag within reach, and swore we'd report them to the beak, and so on. They quieted down in about three and a quarter seconds by stopwatch, and we retired, taking the hat as a prize of war, and followed by the mutual friend. He looked worried, rather, said Vaughn, and thank goodness he let us alone for the rest of the evening. That's only a sample, though, explained Alice. That sort of thing has been going on the whole term. If the head of a house is an abject lunatic, there's bound to be ructions. Fags simply live for the sake of kicking up rows. It's meat and drink to them. I wish the mutual would leave, said Vaughn. Only that sort of chap always lingers on until he dies or gets sacked. He's not the sort of fellow to get sacked, I should say, said the babe. Afraid not. I wish I could shunt into some other house. Between Ward and the Mutual, life here isn't worth living. There's Merivale's now, said Vaughn. I wish I was in there. In the first place, you've got Merivale. He gets as near perfection as a beak ever does. Coaches the house footer and cricket and takes an intelligent interest in things, generally, then there are some decent fellows in Merivale's. Charteris, Welsh, Graham, Thompson, heaps of them. Pity you came to Ward's, said the babe. Why did you? My potter knew Ward a bit. If he'd known him well, he'd have sent me somewhere else. My potter knew Vaughn's potter well, who knew Ward slightly, and there you are. Voila come des accidents à revent. If Ward wanted to lug in a day-boy to be head of the house, said Vaughn, harping once more on the old string, he might at least have gotten somebody decent. There's the great babe himself. Babe, why don't you come in next term? Not much, said the babe, with a shudder. Well, even barring present company, there are lots of chaps who would have jumped at the chance of being head of a house but nothing would satisfy Ward but lugging the mutual from the bosom of his beastly family. We haven't decided that point about where he goes to, said the babe. At this moment the door of the study opened, and the gentleman in question appeared in person. He stood in the doorway for a few seconds, gasping and throwing his arms about as if he found a difficulty in making his way in. I wish you two wouldn't make such an awful frost in the study every afternoon, he observed pleasantly. Have you been having a little tea party? How nice. We've been brewing, if that's what you mean, said Vaughn shortly. Oh, said Plunkett, I hope you enjoyed yourselves. It's nearly lock-up, MacArthur. That's Plunkett's delicate way of telling you you're not wanted, babe. "'Well, I suppose I ought to be going,' said the babe. "'So long.' And he went, feeling grateful to Providence for not having made his father, like the fathers of Vaughn and Dallas, 
a casual acquaintance of mr ward the mutual friend really was a trial to vaughan and dallas only those whose fate it is or has been to share a study with an uncongenial companion can appreciate their feelings to the full three in a study is always something of a tight fit and when the three are in a state of perpetual warfare or at the best of armed truce things become very bad indeed do you find it necessary to have tea-parties every evening inquired plunkett after he had collected his books for the night's work the smell of burnt meat fried sausages said vaughan perfectly healthy smell do you good it's quite disgusting really the air in here is hardly fit to breathe you'll find an excellent brand of air down in the senior study said dallas pointedly don't stay and poison yourself here on our account he added think of your family i shall work where i choose said the mutual friend with dignity of course so long as you do work you mustn't talk vaughan and i have got some livy to do plunkett snorted and the passage of arms ended as it usually did in his retiring with his books to the senior study leaving dallas and vaughan to discuss his character once more in case there might be any points of it left upon which they had not touched in the previous conversations this robbery of the pots is a rum thing said vaughan thoughtfully when the last shreds of plunkett's character had been put through the mincing machine to the satisfaction of all concerned yes it's the sort of thing one doesn't think possible till it actually happens what the dickens made them put things in the pav at all they must have known it wouldn't be safe well you see they usually cart them into the board-room i believe only this time the governors were going to have a meeting there they couldn't very well meet in a room with the table all covered with silver pots don't see why well i suppose they could really but some of the governors are fairly nuts on strict form there's that crock who makes the two-hour vote of thanks speeches on prize day you can see him rising to a point of order and fixing the old un with a fishy eye well anyhow i don't see that they can blame a burglar for taking the pots if they simply chuck them in his way like that no i say we'd better weigh in with the livy the man ward'll be round directly where's the dick and our invaluable friend mr bone right now you reel it off and i'll keep an eye on the notes and they settled down to the business of the day after a while vaughan looked up who's going to win the mile he asked what's the matter with thompson how about drake then thompson won the half i knew you'd say that the half isn't a test of a chap's mile form besides did you happen to see drake's sprint jolly good one i know but look how late he started for it thompson crammed on the pace directly he got into the straight drake only began to put it on when he got to the pav even then he wasn't far behind at the tape no well i'm not plunging either way ought to be a good race rather i say i wonder welch doesn't try his hand at the mall i believe he would do some rattling times if he'd only try why welch is a sprinter i know but i believe for all that that the mile's his distance 
He's always well up in the cross-country runs. Anyhow, he's not in it for this year. Thompson's my man. It'll be a near thing, though. Jolly near thing, with Drake in front. Thompson! Drake! All right, we'll see. Wonder why the beak doesn't come up. I can't sit here doing Livy all the evening. And yet, if we stop, he's bound to look in. Oh, Lord, is that what you've been worrying about? I thought you developed the work habit or something. Ward's all right. He's out on the tiles tonight, gone to a dinner at Philpott's. Good man, how do you know? Are you certain? Heard him telling Prater this morning. Half the staff have gone. Good opportunity for a chap to go for a stroll if he wanted to. Shall we, by the way? Not for me, thanks. I'm in the middle of a rather special book. Ever read Great Expectations? Dickens, you know. I know. Haven't read it, though. Always rather funk starting on a classic, somehow. Good? My dear chap, good's not the word. Well, after you. Exit Livy, then. And a good job, too. You might pass us the great Sherlock. Thanks. He plunged with the great detective into the mystery of the speckled band, while Vaughn opened great expectations at the place where he had left off the night before, and a silence fell upon the study. Curiously enough, Dallas was not the only member of Ward's house to whom it occurred that evening that the absence of the housemaster supplied a good opportunity for a stroll. The idea had also struck Plunkett favorably. He was not feeling very comfortable downstairs. On entering the senior study, he found Galloway, an upper fourth member of the house, already in possession. Galloway had managed that evening to insinuate himself with such success into the good graces of the matron that he had been allowed to stay in the house instead of proceeding with the rest of the study to the great hall for preparation. The palpable failure of his attempt to hide the book he was reading under the table when he was disturbed led him to cast at the mutual friend the cause of his panic so severe and forbidding a look that the gentleman retired and made for the junior study. The atmosphere in the junior study was close and heavy with a blend of several strange odors. Plunkett went to the window. Then he noticed what he had never noticed before, that there were no bars to the window. Only the glass stood between him and the outer world. He threw up the sash as far as it would go. There was plenty of room to get out, so he got out. He stood for a moment, inhaling the fresh air. Then taking something from his coat pocket, he dived into the shadows. An hour passed. In the study above, Dallas, surfeited with mysteries and villainy, put his book down and stretched himself. "'I say, Vaughn,' he said, "'have you settled the house gym team yet? It's about time the list went up.' "'Eh, what?' said Vaughn, coming slowly out of his book. Dallas repeated his question. "'Yes,' said Vaughn. "'Got it somewhere on me. Haynes, Jarvis, and myself are going in. Only the mutual has to stick up the list.' It was the unwritten rule in wards, as in most of the other houses at the school, that none but the head of the house had the right of placing notices on the house board. "'I know,' said Dallas, 
i'll go and buck him up now don't trouble after prayers'll do it's all right no trouble whom did you say yourself haynes and jarvis not that he's any good but the third string never matters much and it'll do him good to represent the house right i'll go and unearth the mutual the result was that galloway received another shock to his system don't glare galloway it's rude said dallas where's plunkett got to he added junior study said galloway dallas went to the junior study there were plunkett's books on the table but of their owner no signs were to be seen the mutual friend had had the good sense to close the window after he climbed through it and dallas did not suspect what had actually happened he returned to vaughan the mutual isn't in either of the studies he said i didn't want to spend the evening playing hide-and-seek with him so i've come back it doesn't matter thanks all the same later on i'll do just as well do you object to the window going up asked alice there's a bit of a frost on in here rather not heave it up dallas hove it he stood leaning out looking towards the college buildings which stood out black and clear against the april sky from out of the darkness in the direction of stapleton sounded the monotonous note of a corncrake jove he said it's a grand night if i was home now i shouldn't be cooped up indoors like this holidays in another week said vaughan joining him it is ripping isn't it there's something not half bad in the call buildings on a night like this i shall be jolly sorry to leave in spite of ward and the mutual same here by jove we've each got a couple more years though if it comes to that hullo prep's over the sound of footsteps began to be heard from the direction of the college nine had struck from the school clock and the great hall was emptying your turn to read at prayers vaughan hullo there's the mutual didn't hear him unlock the door glad he has though saves us trouble i must be going down to look up a bit to read do you remember when harper read the same bit six days running i shall never forget ward's pained expression harper explained that he thought the passage so beautiful that he couldn't leave it why don't you try that tip hardly my reputation hasn't quite the stamina for the test vaughan left the room at the foot of the stairs he was met by the matron will you unlock the door please vaughan she said handing him a bunch of keys the boys will be coming in in a minute unlock the door repeated vaughan i thought it was unlocked all right by jove he thought the plot thickens what is our only plunkett doing out of the house when the door is locked i wonder plunkett strolled in with the last batch of the returning crowd wearing on his face the virtuous look of one who has been snatching a whiff of fresh air after a hard evening's preparation oh i say plunkett said vaughan when they met in the study after prayers i wanted to see you where have you been i have been in the junior study where did you think i had been oh do you doubt my word i've the most exaggerated respect for your word but you weren't in the junior study at five to nine no 
I went up to my dormitory about that time. You seem remarkably interested in my movements. I only wanted to see you about the house gym team. You might shove up the list tonight. Haynes, Jarvis, and myself. Very well. I didn't say anything to him, said Vaughn to Dallas, as they were going to their dormitories. But, you know, there's something jolly fishy about the mutual. That door wasn't unlocked when we saw him outside. I unlocked it myself. Seems to me the mutual's been having a little private bust of his own on the quiet. That's rum. He might have been out by the front way to see one of the beaks, though. Well, even then he would be breaking rules. You aren't allowed to go out after lock-up without House Beak's leave. No, I find him guilty. If only he'd go and get booked, said Vaughn. Then he might have to leave. But he won't. No such luck. No, said Dallas. Good night. Good night. Certainly there was something mysterious about the matter. End of chapter 5